Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Hi, it's Holden. We talk about movies, games, in addition to kinda whatever. We're talking about kinda whatever this week, Holden. We sure are. (laughs) Yeah, this is a a very special uh, theater-themed episode. Uh, specifically musical theater uh, because we have got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Hamilton, the Disney Plus original film Um, and the person yeah, and the person so stay tuned Yeah, (laughs) who is not real, never existed nope, he's not that one Podcast. Tom. First, Jimmy, we've got to do some toms. Let's do the toms. The toms. The toms. The toms. The toms. Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw being the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get to it, Holden. What do you got? I've got a Mandarin Orange is what I've got, Jimmy. You told me you had a Clementine. Clementine. It's a Clementine. There you go, Holden. You just started off by lying to me, right to my (laughs) face. Hey, I'm just saying... I uh I used to eat all the time on the podcast and I haven't been lately. So uh now now not only am I going to be eating again, I'm eating healthy. Wow. I don't know, anyway. man. Those fruits they got a lot of sugars in them. Yeah, I know. Citrus, that's bad for your teeth. You better go brush your teeth in between the Toms and Random segment this week. Wait, is citrus bad for your teeth? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> The more you know. (laughs) Or at least that's what the dentists want you to think. Oh, God. Then orange vanilla Coke is like double bad for your teeth. (laughs) Crap. Better stop drinking that. Anyway. Actual news. We have a couple of sad deaths this week. Um, 2020 just keeps getting worse, man. I'm telling you. But anyway, uh, the first one, and I texted you about this, Jimmy, uh, is a Neo Morricone acclaimed film composer. Uh, died yesterday, uh, age 91, from complications due to a fall he sustained um, earlier in the week, I believe it was. Um, But yeah, uh, he's a very famous composer. I think he's kind of underrated to the the public in general, just because a lot of people don't know his name. But you've heard his work. Uh, You know him in like various spaghetti westerns he's worked on. Uh, a lot of Sergio Leone's, I think that's how you say his name, something like that. A lot of his stuff, like um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, and he's also, he won an Oscar for The Hateful Eight not too long ago. Uh, he did The Thing soundtrack uh, and he other movies like Days of Heaven and stuff like that. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. Very talented man, Jimmy. Yeah, he is one of the more prolific composers out there, like, um, you know... Another big name is John Williams. Ennio Morricone is not far behind John Williams in terms of like prowess. And in fact, they're probably seen as as uh, equals in a yeah. lot of composers' eyes. So he is like one of the legends um, in in 
film comp, uh, film score composition. Everyone knows. Everyone knows the classic. Yeah, that's him. Uh, what you think of as a western is basically what he made in music. Um, so. I had the honor of in uh, my senior year, our march, our marching band show. We played the Ecstasy of Gold. And you met him? Uh, most well known for being at the beginning of Jackass 2. Yes. Thank you, Holden. <laughs> um, but I had the honor of playing that as a saxophone solo at the beginning of our marching band show that year. Mm-hmm. Except our mic didn't work half the time, so it was a bummer. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Just play louder. <laughs> Just a saxophone trying to play into a football stadium. But uh, yeah, yes. so he, uh, rest in peace, I give Ennio Morricone a Tom Brokaw in life without question. And I do too. We'll give it Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the other big death, um, I mean, there's all deaths are big uh, to everyone. But the other one that we're going to note here um, is that Carl Reiner died. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous comedian. Uh, he died actually of natural causes at 98, which is kind of a rare thing, at least for celebrities. You never hear that they just died of natural causes. Um, but yeah, he was surrounded by family, which is great. Uh, he was a famed comedy partner of Mel Brooks for a long time. Uh, he helped create the Dick Van Dyke show and wrote it for, I think, its entire run. Um, and he also directed a lot of films, including The Jerk, which is probably his most well-known one, starring Steve Martin, which kind of gave Steve Martin his start. And he's also the father of Rob Reiner, uh, who you know as the director of films like The Princess Bride and Misery and... Um, both hilarious. Stand By Me, Stand by <laughs> me I think. <laughs> what? I said both, both The Princess Bride and Misery are hilarious. They are <laughs> equally hilarious. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so that guy trying yeah. to escape hilarious. <laughs> uh, it, it's sad. I, I am not super familiar with him just cause I think he's a little bit before my time. I've seen the jerk and I like the jerk. Um, but I, I was kind of looking up stuff that he did and I was much more familiar with his son's work. Um, but I don't know. What do you, what do you have? Yeah, to I'm, I'm in that same boat. I, I haven't seen The Jerk. I have heard of it. My dad really likes it. Um, but yeah, I'm just not super familiar with his with his work. But I just from reading a quick snippets of uh, articles uh, after his death, um, you can tell he was very uh, highly regarded in uh, the media community. Mm-hmm. Certainly was. Um, and so, yeah, I'll give Carl Reiner also... Uh, uh, thumbs up in life. A broke, huh? Yeah. Broke, yeah. You know, broke, you know, huh? a <laughs> <Thumbs> up. <laughs> yeah. Ro- regular Roger. We're not Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> they wish they were us. They do. Alive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give it a Thomas two thumbs up, Broca. I'm speaking for you. All right. Thank you, Holden. <laughs> On to, uh, more, more happy news. This one's particularly happy. Um, Tron 3 looks like it's happening, Jimmy. Boy. Thank God, right? It should be Tron, but the O is a 3. I hope so. So then people <laughs> are can like, only what? Tron? It, 
Um, it's not officially confirmed by Disney, but uh, several sites have been uh, citing some anonymous sources that they have said are been very reliable in the past. Um, they say that Disney is is putting it back in development. They're hoping for Joseph Kaczynski to return as director. He did the uh, uh, Tron Legacy. Um, and they also want Daft Punk to come back for the soundtrack because they've, that, that was a good soundtrack. Um, and the <laughs> the uh, the one downside for me, at least, is that it looks like it'll probably star Jared Leto. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. I forget. Yikes. Who's, who is the lead in Tron Legacy? Uh, Garrett Hedlund, who he was... That was supposed to be like his breakout role, and it wasn't really. But he's apparently gone on to do some good, like more indie stuff. Like he's actually, apparently, he's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that movie Mudbound on Netflix. Oh, sure. that was supposed to be good. Yeah. So I think he was one of the leads in that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, I stand by it. any of any Neutron movie will be better than the original. So I'll give that it a Bertron. <laughs> Uh, I don't I'll love it Tron a- Legacy. It looks cool, but it's not a good movie. So there you go. Fair. I'm going to give it a Brokaw because I love Tron Legacy, and I'm giving it a Brokaw even with Jared Leto probably attached. So great. Can't wait for that. Uh, next up, I think we had talked about this before, but uh, <laughs> it was just mentioned again, and there's like no news this week, so I'm just going to bring it up again. Um, there's a Hulk Hogan biopic being made, Jimmy. Did you, did you know this? Did we talk about I think this? we talked about this, Holden. Okay, there's a Hulk Hogan biopic being made starring Chris Hemsworth. It's going to be directed by Todd Phillips and uh, written by Scott Silver, who did the script for Joker. Um, written by Scott going, Sutter. Yeah, Scott Sutter. Um, and it's going to cover his rise to fame in the 80s, but apparently it's not going to cover any of his recent scandals that have come out about him. Um, and the only reason this was in the news is because Chris Hemsworth said either on Twitter or in an interview this week that he's going to have to get bigger than he was in Thor <laughs> to be Hulk Hogan. Um, I don't know really much about Hulk Hogan, so I'm going to be Bergeron. Yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron too. I think it's probably unwise that they don't mention his recent scandals. I think people are going to be upset about that, but I don't know. Maybe he, maybe Hulk Hogan has a, a large hand in this, or something. Maybe he has a small hand in it. Maybe, maybe he's just I has small hands. hands are. I don't know how big his hands Wouldn't are. Have, he's a large man. I would assume he has large hands, yeah. but you know, that's what I would too. Yeah, he's not the only large man that has small hands. We'll say that. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the let's see. Oh yeah, there's a Shining prequel film that has been talked about. I Did didn't you know give this, this a rating, Holden? Hulk Hogan? Oh, I Bergeron, I guess. Yeah. All right, <laughs> don't really care. Now, uh, now, on. <laughs> now on to this Shining prequel film. I meant I briefly mentioned there is like no news this week. I'm covering stuff that I most of it I probably wouldn't normally cover. I I'd probably cover this, but yeah, a it's prequel to The Shining. Yes. What is it going to be? The Doctor Awake? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It's apparently Mike Flanagan is wanting to do it. He's hoping to revisit it. It's currently on hold. They're still uh, kind of looking at it. Um, but it's going, it, 
if it happens, it's going to focus on the previous groundskeeper from the last couple that's been in the last couple movies, Dick Halloran. Um, and this is a quote from Mike Flanagan on what he wants it to kind of be about. Uh, it's always gonna. It was always gonna be more about Dick as a younger man learning about The Shining, and the Doctor Sleep novel tees up a prologue for it perfectly with the story of his grandmother and his grandfather, which he tells a little bit of in this movie. But the idea was to open with him as uh, Doctor Sleep actor Carl Lumbly, and then to find a way to go back into the past and kind of tell this other story that inevitably would, very much in the way Doctor Sleep did, inevitably bring us back to a familiar hotel. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, what do you think of that, Jimmy? Well, Holden, I thought Dr. Sleep looked pretty mediocre, and it turned out to be really good. And this sounds yeah. very generic and not inherently <laughs> exciting, but I guess I'll have to give him the benefit of the doubt, so I'll go broke off. Well, what's interesting about this is we had talked about a few weeks ago, and it was definitely during uh, while we've been at home, um, that the, the the HBO Max is making like an Overlook Hotel prequel series or whatever. Do you remember that? Yep. J.J. Abrams is doing that or something. Yeah, so unsure about if this will affect it at all or if this is that or what it is exactly. Mike Flanagan didn't say for sure if it is going to move forward, but he is hopeful of it. Um, I think that'll probably depend on how well Dr. Sleep does after release because it didn't do particularly well in theaters. Um, I'll give it a brokaw because I like Mike Flanagan and he's proven himself in my eyes with everything he's done. All right, Holden. Got more news? Yeah. On to the next bit. Guess guess what, Jimmy? Jason Momoa. You know him, you love him. My man. My man. He's great. You know what? The new my man is going to be happy birthday because he's going to be Frosty the Snowman. I thought he, I was like, it's his birthday today. Are we scraping no. the bottom of the barrel that much? We're just, nope, announcing, nope. We're just announcing birthdays. No, because Frosty the Snowman's thing is happy birthday. You know that? Yeah, no, I know. Okay. But yeah, apparently Jason Momoa is uh, going to be starring in a new Frosty the Snowman movie. My it's Snowman. Going, my Snowman. <laughs> It's going to be a live-action CGI hybrid, so that's great. Uh, we love those. Um, and it's going to be written by Elf's, the screenwriter of Elf, uh, David Berenbaum. Uh, and I think the produ- I think it was the producer that said this quote. Uh, he said, We know Jason's as a true human being... We know Jason as a true human being filled with love, compassion, and a deep connection to Ohana, all of which is the living spirit of Christmas and Frosty. So we, there you go. What do you think of Jason Momoa as Frosty the Snowman? Do you do you have a uh, a deep passion for Frosty the Snowman, the franchise? Uh, well, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Bergeron. I mean, when I think Frosty the Snowman, Jason Momoa is not the one that leaps to the front of my mind. No, certainly not. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some... <laughs> Uh, weird uh, memes or something. <laughs> oh, definitely. Crossing like over when all the trailer first drops, is it's just gonna like it's gonna take a clip of Frosty talking, and then it's gonna do the my man <laughs> over it or something. And like I don't that. even want to know what they do with Frosty in some of his Game of Thrones scenes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I'll just leave that up to your imagination there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, Jason I, Momoa, I don't really, I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman. I've seen him in Justice League film. and, and uh, Game, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And I, I mean, I don't, he didn't really have to show a lot of range acting in either of those roles. So I feel like he won't have to show a lot of range as Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I want to see him pelt some kids with snowballs. Hey, you know what? What will really decide if this is okay for me is how he does in Dune. His Dune performance That's will true. really show if he's worth playing uh, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> yeah, sand is like the opposite of snow. So Yeah, so that'll show his range. If he can play in sand and in snow. Yeah, he should be a guy uh, made out of sand. He should be Sandman yeah. in the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I liked the classic Frosty the Snowman cartoon when I was a kid, and then I had a DVD of this like this one from the 2000s that was really bad, but I also loved it as a kid. So I'm going to give this a Brokaw. I think it sounds great. I think it sounds like that Grinch movie they made that nobody cared about with Benedict The Illumination Cumber- one? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that was like all animation, though. This is like live action. Live action hybrid. The best kind of movies. Yeah. With CGI these days, Holden, they're all live action hybrid animations. That is true. (laughs) I think this will be better than The Grinch. I have no love for Illumination Studios, so I have more faith in whoever is making this. Illumination, Um, Illumination. I'll give, this, yeah, I'll give this a Broca. Yeah, the Minion. Shut up, Minion. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking forward to Minion's Rise of Gru. You know, we would have seen that this week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think this week would have been that and Free Guy. We well, we would have gone to Free Guy. Down. Yeah, and then Minion's next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we would never have seen Minion's. It's true. Uh, anyway, next bit of news. Uh, so Groundhog Day, you seen this movie, Jimmy? I actually haven't seen the the entirety of the movie. I've just seen clips. I haven't either. <laughs> Maybe we should watch it for the podcast sometime because I really need to watch it. Um, but yeah, so apparently they're making a Groundhog Day TV series because nothing is sacred anymore, Jimmy. <laughs> nothing, nothing cannot be made into a TV show or a reboot or something. We're not the first ones to say that, and we certainly won't be the last. Uh, but apparently this was mentioned uh, by actor Steven Tobolowski, um, who, for anyone who has seen that original movie, he played the role of Ned. I don't really know who Ned is. <laughs> I just Apparently he's a somewhat major character in it, from what I gathered. Um, <laughs> but he was apparently approached by some executives to reprise his role in this TV show. Um, and, you know, I giving it the benefit of the doubt, it might be interesting, but we already have the show on Netflix, Russian Doll, which is kind of doing that already, turning it into a TV show format and giving it a bit of a twist. I'm not sure with like, you know, we have stuff like Edge of Tomorrow and that, and presumably the movie we're going to watch next week, um, you have all of these concepts, these Groundhog Day like time loop concepts, doing interesting things with them. Does the original movie have any like... Do we need an original version of that anymore? I don't know. What do you think? Do we need, like, another version of it? You mean? I. Well, I'm just, like... Because Groundhog Day set 
the groundwork for like these time loop movies. It basically created the concept, at yeah. least in term in film. So, but all these other movies have gone on to do different things with the idea. Do we need this like basic idea of it anymore? No, I'd rather play the death loop game that Arcane is making. Yeah, that does that that that's true. In that fact, I'll give this a Bombadil some... Holden. Watch it be a okay. really good show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably going to be like HBO and get like $100 million budget to get Bill Murray back for like one scene. Garfield uh, 3. It, if it's if it's just Bill Murray getting stuck in Garfield 3 promo, promotional stuff, that would be hilarious. Like in Zombieland 2 or whatever. Yeah, double tap. That was good. Yeah, I'm going to give. Yeah, I'll give this a Bombadil too, just to shake things up a bit. All of this news I don't care about this week, so <laughs> need something new. Yeah, sorry for relatively low energy this episode but neither of us care about anything that's being talked about because it's so boring uh anyway this next one though does tie into this is our last bit of news and it's going to kind of segue um it was announced this week by josh gad on twitter that there is a recording of book of mormon that has been made please um it was confirmed that a recording of the original broadway cast because he was in the original broadway cast um exists although he hasn't personally seen it obviously this uh and he even mentions this is like in the wake of people asking him about it after hamilton was announced and was released this week um so i think this would be a great thing to release hbo max because yeah. just getting south park that makes yeah. it, that a brand new service ride the success be... of hamilton hamilton was just fantastic for disney plus yeah this makes absolute perfect sense to release it on hbo max because i would definitely get hbo max to see it because i haven't seen the book of mormon i really Mm -hmm. want to i would get hbo max just to rewatch it even though i already have hbo max (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah i mean he he didn't really clarify because we'll talk about it when we review hamilton in a little bit but like that one was definitely filmed for the intention of being released as like a movie or like theatrical experience i don't know if that's what this is it wasn't really clarified because i think most musicals in broadway plays have like recordings made even if they're not like going to be released to the public so who knows maybe it wasn't meant for that kind of thing um i don't know but i i still think it sounds like a good idea i still think they should do it yeah or yeah just make one i mean when yeah uh, when uh i guess uh, broadway reopens mm-hmm. um because i want to see this yeah i want to see it i mean it's, it it'd be great if you have the original cast but speaking as someone who has seen like the touring cast they're really good so i don't think you could go wrong getting them to do it just get lin-manuel miranda to play all the characters yeah <laughs> <laughs> get him to be uh i can't remember the main character's name really flubbed that one good job holden alexander <laughs> hamilton I'm, I'm just kidding i know you're talking about the yeah, book of Mormon. I, I know <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that i'm gonna give this a brokaw though yeah brokaw if it comes release out release it hbo release yeah. the snyder cut if you could release, release the snyder cut you can release this come on yeah right like he literally pulled something out of the realm of impossibility with the snyder cut and you can you can at least <laughs> find a recording if this, of this. recording actually exists <laughs> like 
it's more than the Snyder Cut actually existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, we're done with Tom's unless you have anything, Jimmy. Nope. We're done with Tom's. Holden, what do we have next? Next up, we've got a random segment. Random segment this week has been brought to you by Broadway. I was going to sing, but I didn't have anything uh, in, in my head. So You ended up just, so I you just ended up I, yelling. <laughs> no, yeah, I ended up yelling for like two minutes, and then Jimmy said he was going to cut it out. So uh, it's not there anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this week for a random segment, we're not doing a quiz. No, no, no. We're doing something much more random than that. We're going to be doing a discussion of our favorite Broadway musicals. Uh, Jimmy and I both came with a small list of a few of our favorites, and we'll go kind of back and forth and discuss and them a little favorites, bit. I mean the three that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have favorites. I actually, like, when we talked about this, I went and made a list of all the ones that I could remember that I had seen, and I've seen a lot more than I remember. Let me tell you. That production of The Lion King that I saw as a kindergartner, fantastic. Don't remember it at all. Wait, is that on your list? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's that's. I mean, that's just one I wrote down that I've seen. I've also okay. seen another Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, musical, In, in the, the Heights, Heights, when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Don't remember it at all. Nice. Don't remember it liking it or disliking it. That's the only Broadway film. I saw it on Broadway. Don't remember oh, wow. it at all. So. Broadway film. Broadway film. That's what you said. <laughs> Broadway production. Um, yeah. So uh, apparently I was really moved by that experience as a fifth grader or fourth grader. Yeah. I have seen um, three, at least three other off the top of my head, professional productions of things. One would... Oh, well, okay. I... I will clarify. One of my picks is not a professional. That's okay. Production. No, that's okay. I've got other ones that aren't professional on here too. I was just starting with the okay. professional ones. Sure, uh, sure. My favorite would be Hamilton, which is also the most recent one. Um, wow. I saw in Chicago. Uh, what was like that? Like Jimmy, do your whole review right now. Okay. No. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um. And then I saw Les Mis. Uh, here in town and how was that that was long and had a lot of unnecessary things that i would cut out personally but the music is fantastic and great production wow, okay so are you saying that the am i saying written, les mis is overrated yeah that's what i'm saying are you saying that the <laughs> book written by the author of les mis whose name i don't remember are you saying frenchy mc he's a hack? french eiffel the french <laughs> <laughs> Baguette le, the few. <laughs> Baguette Louvre. Uh, yeah, obviously Holden and I don't know much much about French culture. Um, I think the, I think Hugo's in the name somewhere. It is, so I'm yeah. say Hugo Weaving. <laughs> it's like Hugo. Actor. It's uh, Hugo Weaving. What is it? It is Hugo something. Is it Victor Hugo? Victor, that sounds right. I'm going to look it up. You keep going. Keep going. Um, I guess. No, I guess that is all the musical. Per- so I've seen Victor Hugo. four professional musicals. 
And then I've seen high school productions of Cinderella uh, and The Sound of Music. And then I saw um, Thrill Me at Augustana University, where we went to school. I quite like Thrill li- Me. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what that? Heard of it. You've never. That's the one about um, uh, Leopold and uh, Leb or Loeb. It's these two guys in Chicago. In like the 1920s or something. Thank you, Holden. <laughs> kind of a while ago. Um, and they kind of have a lot of sexual tension between them. And they end up uh, kind of getting uh, obsessed and with crime. And commit increasingly oh, wow. uh, increasingly uh, more dangerous. Sexual and violent. Yeah, sexual and violent. Increasingly dangerous crimes. Um, for the thrill of it nice um it's very interesting and it was a it was a huge like a uh, crime story that shocked the world shocked america back in the day mm-hmm. it was a three-man production there were two the two leads and then uh a piano player in the middle and all three of them were fantastic our mutual friend tristan was in it one of the oh, leads wow. and uh jeff thermoscard who we played jazz band with was the piano player he was excellent oh i was gonna say he, he was in it like an actor no but yeah play he played piano for like two and a half hours straight or something like that Jeez. pretty much so that, i'm like that is insane so that was really good um but like i said don't remember that much about lion king in the heights um and the you high school cinderella i was in a production of cinderella so wow how was that? I don't like Cinderella that oh, much. Oh, I was going to say, also, I was in one production, my fifth grade musical. I played a computer oh. virus. We had a song that was like, viruses, so nasty. And then we had newspapers. <laughs> I mean, like, hid behind What was them. it called? I don't remember. <laughs> it was a musical adaptation of the computer wore tennis shoes, that Kurt Russell movie. It was actually a, it was a fifth grade uh, adaptation of The Matrix. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very advanced. I'm sure you. I'm sure you put, uh, put all the themes in there and everything. Yeah, the themes of the Matrix, which I don't know because I haven't seen it. Yep, and well, we had bullet time effects. Oh, cool. Very nice. Except uh, we we tried using real guns at first, and then we just shot. <laughs> <laughs> One of the kids died on set. Very tragic. All right, Olden, what do you got? Oh my gosh! Let's hear your sad, large Jimmy. spiel. Yeah. Well, I, I'm okay, not I am not all the ones I've seen. Oh, I guess I I didn't mention my favorite musical of all time, which we can what just get it? late get to later. Um uh it, that doesn't exist in a theatrical production. Is it La La Land? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that your yeah. favorite that's, musical too? Uh See, that's the problem is I've seen La La Land a lot and I've only seen most of these like once or twice. So I would want to watch them again. But um, all of my picks, I have four that I'll try to go through quickly. Uh, And all four of them were made after the year 2000. So maybe that makes me a a normie for musicals. I don't know. Wow, why don't you have Les um, Mis, the greatest musical production I of don't all have time on your list? I've never even seen Les Mis. The music's really good, actually, but it's just okay. too long. Never seen the movie or the music. I haven't so. seen the movie either, but I imagine it's Hugh Jackman being like, rrr, rrr, rrr. 
Yeah. And Russell Crowe being uh, like, <laughs> and Anne Hathaway being like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, so one that I've mentioned on the podcast a few times, and uh, try try to look at this from an open eye because it's the stage version, Jimmy. But Ma- Ma- Mama Mia, here I we go Mama. again, Olden. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not the sequel, the original, <laughs> which. Uh, is definitely due to a lot of nostalgia for me because it was like the first major musical. It was the first um, like touring Broadway musical I saw on stage, I think. Um, and it you was saw it on great. the stage. I love it. What you were on the stage when you saw it? Yeah, I was on the stage. Wow. Um, it's okay. I say it's great. It's okay. It's not, <laughs> Quote no. Holden Sutter. It's okay. No, it's good. I, I like it quite a bit. Obviously, the music is awesome if you like ABBA. If you don't like ABBA, then you won't like the music. It's pretty simple as that because that's exactly... I mean, it's just exactly ABBA music put into it. The story of it, it's sweet. Nothing particularly um, fantastic. But I actually quite like the dance numbers in it, too. Um, and I think those don't necess- don't get enough attention a lot of the time. Um, beyond that, I also really like Wicked. Jimmy. Yep, I haven't you seen hear it. me. Uh Wicked I'd like to see Wicked. Wicked Wicked might be my favorite of for it might actually be my favorite out of the Broadway ones I've seen. And I think it is. Over uh, the Book of Mormon? Kind of at, I, I think I like it more than Book of Mormon. Wow. I I think Book of Mormon's funnier, and I'd probably be sooner to watch it again. But just like Wicked is so I was I was literally like five rows from the front. So I was like in the ideal spot and I was in this really nice theater in Omaha. Shout out to my friend Alex around for getting us tickets to this. Um, But it was just, it was fantastic. I was like mesmerized. It was so magical. The set was huge. It had so many like wild moving parts that I don't know how they did. There was a lot of flying around. There was like a big animatronic dragon at like the top of the stage it was incredible it is by far the craziest set design i've seen and i've seen like i i mentioned and i've in seen October. and i've seen spider-man turn off the dark or whatever, <laughs> whatever bono's i haven't thing. seen that so i can't compare not it. many people um, did because like spider-man fell on people or whatever happened yeah. <laughs> um but I mean, I've, I mentioned in October, I've seen Phantom of the I saw Phantom of the Opera, and that had some great set design and pretty amazing stuff going on there. But I think Wicked uh, surpasses it pretty much. It's pretty incredible. Um, they should make a and so if they should make a what? Broadway play that's called Wicked, and it's just about the Ewok. It's about the Ewok <laughs> from I, Return of should. the Jedi. But it's the same exact story of Wicked. But it's just wicked instead of the <laughs> instead of the uh, Witch of the West. If basically, if you have the opportunity to see Wicked, like the, I mean, it's touring and it's been touring for a long time for a reason. It's very popular. I do want to see it. Yeah, yeah, get the chance if it comes to Sioux Falls or something. Definitely take it. Um, and then yeah, Book of Mormon is also in my top four. Um, very very funny, very enter. I mean, music is great. I think it might be 
it's among my favorite musical soundtracks just because of how funny it is but it's not just funny it's like very catchy and very good music too like i i listened to the soundtrack before i watched the musical which is not something i typically do too much but i listened to it and was having a good time and pretty much understood what was happening um yeah i mean incredible and as we mentioned earlier it should go on hbo max that recording um and then what was my other one oh yeah uh this one might be my current favorite and it's one that i this was actually a community theater one that i ended up seeing i almost saw a professional production um in april before everything got canceled um but be more chill uh is a very modern musical and not one that's particularly well known although it did have a broadway run a year or two ago um and it's a bit, i mean i think i reviewed the version i saw but it's basically about this kid who's like not very popular in school um and you know classic you know dweeb in high school not unlike ourselves jimmy i'm sure i was not a dweeb in high school (laughs) (laughs) uh but he uh instead of like just becoming you know popular you know overcoming those odds has a bit of a sci-fi twist because he actually gets a supercomputer put into his brain that kind of tells him how to act and how to be cool and everything and it's Hmm. very modern and it's not it's got a lot of like you know references to modern day stuff that in movies oftentimes comes off as forced like if someone just says hashtag or something in the movie or it does a you know a tiktok i don't know if any movie has a tiktok in it yet but you know something like that but (laughs) not yet (laughs) three years when tiktok's dead it'll be in the movie it feels like this movie was written by like students of around that age and i think they were i i think this was written by maybe college kids originally or maybe people just having graduated from college so they were still pretty young so they you know they know how kids speak and the music is great that's probably my favorite soundtrack to just turn on um that's it's got a great mix of music i don't even really know how to how to describe the style of it but if you ever want to just listen to the soundtrack i think it holds pretty well on its own um i think i actually saw another musical in high school called like something happened on the way to the death star and it's like a star wars parody oh i've heard of and that. it's just like yeah. two hours of star wars jokes <laughs> like inside star <laughs> wars jokes. so basically and it was a production in our in our school's litter, little theater so basically it was a room full of like 50 people and i was the only one like laughing <laughs> the whole time because i was like <laughs> or i mean there were like four different Awkward. times during the musical where i was like the only person who got the joke <laughs> Because it's like a really, you know, like a, it's like, it'd be like if prequel memes was a musical, that's what it was. Oh, great. I'm I'm pretty sure I had some friends in high school that were in a production of that when they were younger. Um, That's funny though. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen it. Um... Holden, we got to mention Cats here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The, the, The great film musical. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty bad. I have no desire to see. I think Disney has like a recording of the stage one similar to Hamilton that they really or maybe not Disney, but I think at one some film company does that they released in the 90s. But I really just don't want to watch it. Um, does anybody? Nope, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think anyone. Why would you cats. do? Why would you watch that if you could watch the? <laughs> 
<laughs> the most recent film rendition of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you mentioned La La Land. That is up there for my favorite musicals for sure. I think I didn't. I never really. I've never really considered myself a huge fan of musicals. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, La La Land is definitely my favorite. Yeah, I'd say. Just because I mean, it's, uh, it just I had very little expectations for it and it absolutely blew me away. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jimmy and I often will we'll often have somewhat differing opinions on movies, but we're very, very pretty much the same on La La Land. I, I had the exact same experience. That was I didn't really that know was much. like a a, <laughs> a test question when Holden and I first talked with each other because our mutual friend Joe Lust was like, oh, it, Jimmy Holden, you guys are both into movies. I think you'll be friends. And it was like, all right, well, what do you think of La La Land? We both loved it. <laughs> like, oh, I loved it. I also remember we talked about uh, Jurassic World and how we thought it wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Boy, that's a terrible movie. That is bad. But uh, La La Land is a top five movie for me uh, of here. all time. Think, like, yeah. Just yeah. magical theatrical experience. Um, and that's a movie that you can like, I don't know if you could make a Broadway production of it and maybe that's a a completely different discussion, but, um, so much of the charm is based off of it's like, you know, the, the, the tributes to old Hollywood that the style has Mm -hmm. both visually and just in the, in the movie. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, but then again, oh, I, one of my shout outs I do want to mention this kind of ties into it is I really I just saw and I mentioned this on the podcast um I just saw an American in Paris on stage um in February for Valentine's Day um and that was very good I quite liked that but that was actually originally a movie I thought it was a musical adapted to a movie but it was originally a movie um but I think the stage play captures what i know of the movie i haven't seen the entire movie but from what i've seen it seems to capture its style pretty well so that makes me wonder if la la land could do the same yeah um yeah i don't know other movie musicals you like jimmy i mean the wizard of oz is a classic of course i think it's Mm -hmm. it's uh i don't know how i i mean it holds up well in certain aspects and not in others i mean i'd I'm like the whole thing is just in her head, <laughs> so yeah. it's like literally like the biggest cop out ever. And uh, <laughs> but I mean, it was very revolutionary for the time, and the music's pretty good, and it's just got that charm and nostalgia mm-hmm. around it. I had another one in my on the tip of my tongue, but I, I'm blanking right now. Older movie uh, musical. I mean, you got like uh, all the Disney one, like Mary Poppins, and yeah, uh, which I love the original Mary Poppins movie still. Um, I mean, w- would you consider like the like Frozen those movies like musicals? I mean, I mean they're guess. bored. I, mean, I don't know. I, I if you if you do, then you have to count or count most Disney movies. I don't know. I wasn't really thinking Beauty Disney and the Beast. When, yeah. I guess. I mean, the original Beauty I mean, the they Beast. feature a lot of music, so I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like Fiddler on the Roof, the movie, um, which is pretty much like it doesn't really cut out much from the stage adaptation, but it is more of a movie than Hamilton is. So it is very long. 
but I think it's really just well made. So I quite like that. I'm trying to like quickly look through this list here and see if <laughs> on my list of favorite movies of any of them are besides La La Land or musicals. Oh, Singing in the Rain. Fantastic. That, as far as like old classic musicals go, musical movies goes, that's like top tier. Which I need to see. Yeah. It's stunt work alone in that is impressive. I was like watching it. And I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Blues Brothers could count. I would Blues Brothers is one of my favorite movies. So that obviously if that counts, that would be up there. Um, I don't know. You got any others, Jimmy? Not off the top of my head, Holden. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got our opinions on musicals. I think for the most part, they're pretty <laughs> not controversial. I think we go with uh, what a lot of people think on those. I said Les Mis um, was overrated. So. Oh, that's true. I do really like that's... the music. The music is fantastic. I have no Dire- question that the music is top notch. I just think the uh, there is a lot of fluff that you could cut off that doesn't really serve any other purpose other than like comic relief i want to uh separate myself from jimmy's opinion if you want to uh send him hate mail send him hate mail not me holden hasn't even seen it (laughs) yeah uh so with that let's talk about another musical (laughs) yes but this time in film form hamilton Now, Jimmy, this will be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how this review will go because we've never really reviewed a musical. And this basically, for all intents and purposes, save for when we talk about camera work, it is a musical yeah. <laughs> through and through. I mean, um, at some point, I'll, I'll talk about the difference between seeing it live and seeing this production of it because I think there are some notable things lost in this video translation. Sure. But um, start um, with non-spoilers here, Holden. Yep. Yep. Um, so, kind of brief synopsis for those of you who don't know what Hamilton is. It's about How do Alec- you not- it is about the life of Alexander Hamilton. There you go. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's it kind of goes very fast. I mean, you have to for like a two and a half hour thing. But it goes fast through mostly his political career. Uh, from the start of that until the, yeah, you, the end. You get the cliff notes of like the first 20 years of his life at the beginning. Yeah. They like just zoom the through the first it. number. But um, uh, yeah, then it, then it, yeah, the, he didn't, you know, he didn't live all that long. So you could nope. get through spoilers, I guess. <laughs> for history. <laughs> spoilers for history. <laughs> but I mean, some of the more minute details, like I remember I didn't try to study like the intricacies of his life. Because I no, yeah, to learn I'm not. I think there are spoilers we can we should avoid. Yeah, but um, no, I mean I think everyone pretty much knows how he dies. That's not. That's if pretty you're, I mean, if you're an American, probably. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. So Jimmy, I've been won over by the musical. I'll admit. I. Uh, Do you agree? I so had, hold on to clarify for our listeners. Your stance well, before this was that you yeah, thought the was music go- was kind of, it was fine. You didn't really get the hype, right? 
out of, just out of context. Yeah. Well, I was going to get to that, Jimmy. But yes, that, that is my that was <laughs> you my know stance. me, Holden. I just like to put words into your mouth and not let you yes. speak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I had when it came out. What we were, I was a junior, I guess. Something like that. I was either a junior. It was I don't know. It was 2016 when it came out and it was making rounds, um, and it was. I don't know. I just listened to the music and I didn't really get it. And evidently some uh, tons of people enjoyed it without seeing it, but I just didn't for me. I was hoping the context would help a lot more. Um, and part of that might just be the style. I'm not typically, you know, like a rap guy. Um, and so I think that was kind of a, a turn automatic turnoff for me. I was just like, you know, I don't r- typically listen to rap music. So why would I listen to it in this context? And I listened to it, and I wasn't really a huge fan. It's it's much more variety than rap, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might get that wrong impression um, just because the rap style is so unique to this musical. Um, but, yeah, I think the context helps a lot, and I really liked this a lot. And I now like the music a ton more. I've listened to the soundtrack since I watched it. <laughs> and I think the so. cool thing about it is that, I mean, since it's one of those musicals where literally the whole production is music, there's never mm-hmm. not music. Much like Cats, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> works very well in this production. Uh, yep. It works not as well in Cats. Um, I think when it you really do... Makes a when you when it's well-written. When you do listen back to it, it's almost like you can see it in your head. Um, yeah the the play or the musical on stage um i agree that in the context it works really well and it gives it this energy and this fast pace Mm -hmm. that i think is unrivaled in a lot of other musicals of its kind like there's there's not really lulls in my opinion in in the show it does get it's long but like there's there's no fat that they could trim off this musical. I think it's very tight narratively. Um, I think it does a great job at kind of humanizing a lot of the side characters, notably Hamilton's wife, Elizabeth Schuyler, Mm -hmm. um, and Aaron Burr, kind of Hamilton's foil in the musical and in history. Uh, and you have all the side characters are like standouts too. I mean, you have the king who just is a show stealer whenever yeah. he appears and a crowd <laughs> favorite. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Thomas Jefferson, um, Thomas Jefferson slash Lafayette, who is they're played yeah. by the same person. Um, David Diggs. Yeah. Um, very excellent. And then of course, George Washington as the general is another show stealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty much every character in this is, like, almost every character has, like, a stand-up musical number to their own, but they're also just, like, fantastic characters in their own right. Um, I uh, You mentioned King George, and we yeah. can or we can talk about him, because it's not really... A, he's He doesn't have a ton to do with the plot. No, but really he is, like, all. he just steals the show when he's in yeah. there. He's hilarious. He was definitely like, I watched it with my mom and my mom, it was my mom's favorite part. Um, that's helped by the song 
but mm-hmm. uh, he keeps singing "You'll Be Back" and it kind of reprises in his uh, subsequent appearances. It's fantastic, and it's so different from the rest of the soundtrack too. Like it's it's kind of this break after you have maybe you'll have like these serious, more serious R and B or rap style songs, and then you just have this like old time rock and roll like poppy kind of song. Well, and it's like a romance song too. Yeah, I love yeah. that. It's like in this his like relationship with the U.S. is like the U.S. is like his girlfriend, and like, yeah. it's like oh, you don't know like what you're missing without me. And like, yeah. oh, you'll come crawling back to me. Um, and I like how he just spits. <laughs> yeah, the performance is great. It's Jonathan Groff, who, if yep. any of you have seen Mind Hunter, uh, he's the main character, uh, William Holden. Uh, uh, wait, no. William Holden's an actor. Never mind, I think. Holden something. Holden. <laughs> Holden's in the name, and that's the notable part because <laughs> my name's Holden. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for drawing that connection. Yep. Um, yeah, so he's great. He's perfect. And I like and I was curious to see. I don't think he's really done much else in terms of uh, uh, professional mu- musical theater, but... Yeah, he's great. Uh, um, we got it. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda is yeah, like, of the, course. I mean, like the fact that he wrote this and could perform the the lead role. Mm-hmm. I mean, flawlessly, really. He's literally like one of the most talented people alive. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a renaissance it, man. Yeah, it is astounding. Just like how. I mean, we were we were talking about it a little bit, me and my mom, while watching it, and just like the writing of the songs and how chock full it is, but like rhythmically it keeps going. As you mentioned, it's like pretty fast paced, like it's full of information, but it doesn't feel like it. It's like yeah, it's just the perfect pace. It's not even it's fast paced, but it's the perfect. It's not so fast that you can't figure out what's going on. It's just the lyrics the lyrics are just so dense. Like I do not understand how he got all of that to work. And like, uh, during the rapping portions, especially he gets a lot of stuff to rhyme. I'm like, rhyming is a lot harder than it sounds. So like the fact that he was able to do that and include all of that, just other stuff. It's incredible. And it was fun to watch it for me. Cause this is the first time I had seen it since teaching about mm-hmm. this time period. So when mm-hmm. I student taught, uh, eighth grade social studies this spring i basically covered right when the revolutionary war ended to kind of shortly after hamilton's death and so like i taught about hamilton and jefferson and a lot of these things and a lot of their arguments and george washington how he fit into that and I, the <laughs> lin-manuel miranda just does a amazing job synthesizing that information into oh, yeah. this music like because all the big ideas that I taught my students and had them learn about, they they're all in there. Like I mean, as like a educational resource, like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I, teachers will be using Hamilton to help kids learn about the American Revolution just for oh, decades yeah. to come, without question. Oh, yeah. I love how like the uh, these like debates are basically rap battles. Oh yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Such a good choice. Um, and on the soundtrack, they're literally labeled as Cabinet Battle One, <laughs> Cabinet Battle Two. It's pretty great. 
and they're like um, they, they're like the most like boring part but they're there's like you would yeah. think they'd be like the most boring part but they're so entertaining which yeah i want to get to another thing is that this i mean like would you agree that like just how difficult it must be to perform this because you're just going and going and going mm-hmm. like you cannot mess up then yeah. or what it, like you cannot accidentally kind of stutter over a single word no otherwise so you just fast. screwed over yeah and i mean it's as we mentioned there's so much information in these like lyrics that if you stumble over anything like you could just accidentally have the audience miss a crucial piece of information yeah or the line just won't land and everybody yeah, will be able to tell that's true. yeah um which is remarkable and i'm like you'd have to be so exhausted by the mm-hmm. end of this production um i think the choreography aids in that um telling you this information too um and now like you get the words but you also get the visual aid of the choreography yeah and it's not just kind of abstract but sometimes it's actually like helps paint the picture what's interesting is like and i mean other musicals do this to an extent but this movie is very just like up to your like you have to imagine a lot of what's happening like yeah there there is just one set which yeah, I didn't know a, when I saw the production for the very first time. There's just one set and there's like a kind of this, I don't know what you would describe it. How would you describe it? Like this stairs to like this balcony, balcony sort of it's, thing. It's, it's like a, large... a U-shaped balcony in mm-hmm. the background. And then there's like a wood floor and it, there's like a spinning circle in the middle, yeah. which you really don't get that great of a sense of watching this video it's much more i felt like i did it's it's way more prominent in the live show and that's another thing just about this video production version of it do you miss a lot of what's going on in the background and there's so much depth happening behind the scenes that just gets cut out i mean you you still get the idea but like mm-hmm. you don't get the whole the holistic experience of yeah. of seeing the the production which is i mean like i mean what else could they do it's not really a, a fault of the people who made this because you have to make compromises somewhere um yeah and it does I, add emphasis to certain character moments but you don't get to see everything that's going on the pinpoint accuracy with which actors like walked on that spinning circle i was unbelievable like, yeah i i was like there's no way <laughs> like it they make it look easy but i know that is gonna be difficult (laughs) it is unbelievable having watched it live it's like how did they do this while they're rapping it's Mm -hmm. like yeah incredible absolutely yeah um and i i was gonna mention i think it's pretty incredible how much they like just imply a lot of what is happening um because i mean you have like the battle of your yorktown is like a whole song but you never really see anything happen you just kind of like hear about mm-hmm. it um you also have like the whole character of john adams which is just not <laughs> in in the musical at all but he like they talk about him a lot um and he has some impact on what happens um and so it's just there's a lot while, while there's so many like people on stage all the time it's just like goes to show how like much happened in history and stuff and they can't put everything on stage but i think they did a pretty good job of conveying everything even with their limitations of the stage yeah 
they do ah uh, yeah it's great that yeah they the way they represent certain things happening including the duels i think is mm-hmm. very visually stunning yeah without using like these crazy elaborate sets and like yeah. and uh you know huge animatronic things like like you would see in wicked like they it's like you yeah. said more up to your imagination mhm now there's no giant king kong like in the king kong musical no Spider-Man's not falling into nope. the <laughs> falling into the balcony. Um what else? Who are your favorite have... characters, maybe? Um, well, obviously the king. Um I grew to like Aaron Burr a lot. Um I'll talk about him in spoilers. Um I don't know. I liked pretty much everyone. Yeah. And I think that that is due to what I said with like pretty much everyone has like a standout song that they get to perform. And I think that really helps in a musical is just having like that one number that you get to, you know, showcase your stuff and really let out your character on. And I think since all of these characters really kind of had that, it makes them all much more appealing. I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to choose standout characters because, like you said, they all have those standout moments. Uh, yeah, they're all amazing. Uh, the King is a show stealer. I really like the guy mm-hmm. who plays Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, and Lafayette. Diggs. Yep, and doing that French accent, rapping with a oh. French accent. Uh, yeah, I was noticing that too. Unbelievable. Um, I like the, uh, and I guess that kind of goes along with that with. Uh, with David Diggs, but there are a few characters who just like they have one character in Act One and then a completely mm-hmm. different one in Act Two, but it's the same actor, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, so and I think that's pretty cool that double casting in it. There were a, there was at least one instance that I didn't notice it was the same actor, but <laughs> yeah, I'm um, trying to think of anything else I want to say before we give our ratings and go into spoilers um holden who would you say this musical is for i think it's pretty appealing to everyone and i don't know if it's i i mean are you talking about who it's aimed at i I would just say who do you think would enjoy this i think if you like musicals you'll like this and that's a pretty generic response but i think the audience reception to both this movie and the musical itself is pretty evident of that or if you're just interested in this time period in american history at all or yeah or just curious about it i think you would enjoy it too i guess unless you really 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 can't stand anything resembling rap which is mm -hmm. this is very like palatable rap oh yeah um then maybe you wouldn't like it like maybe my grandparents who are like 88 years old (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not for them, but uh, yeah, I think this is um, going to be universally liked for the yeah. most part. I agree. All right, hold on. Um, what would you rate Hamilton on Disney Plus? I'll give it a 9.5. I will give it a 9.5 as well. I think seeing it live was a 10. But okay. I think, you know, just like... I don't doubt that. For me, watching it, recorded i mean you just don't have the atmosphere for one i kind of was i watched it with emily 
And I was like, it's kind of like going to, it's like watching a Star Wars premiere, like video on demand at home. Like the crowd is half of it. Or like watching a Marvel Avengers sure. Endgame. You know, it's like being with all those other people. Um, that's the way you want to experience the movie for the first time. And that's the way you would want to experience this musical because like a lot of the crowd knows the music going in and like just the moments like when the King comes out and like the moment he stepped on stage, I knew it was going to be a crowd favorite because the, the people just, the audience went just ballistic. (laughs) And like when he's like everybody and everybody's singing along, like the whole place was jumping. It was amazing. Um, Yes. Yeah. I guess you ready for spoilers or one thing here? I just want to mention because I we said we were going to mention it, but we didn't. I think the camera work is pretty great. This um, It's directed by the guy who directed the musical. Um, I think you're right. Some stuff is missed out, but I think one advantage that this does have is getting like a much better sense of the actors like faces. Mm-hmm. And That's stuff. definitely true. Because, I mean, obviously, if you're in the audience, even if you're in the front row, you won't have as good of a sense of that as this movie gives you for a lot of the scenes. Um, so I think that is a positive uh, that this movie has. So it's probably, I mean, if you saw it, the musical, and you liked it, like, live, you should watch this, too. I mean, you probably already have, but, yeah, I think it's worth it, probably worth it again. But that's it for me, Jimmy. Let's go on to spoilers. Let's go on to spoilers. All right, Jimmy. Spoiler time. Aaron Burr kills Alexander Hamilton. There we go. What? (laughs) What? Jimmy. If only he if only he didn't say it at the beginning of the musical. Yeah, um, that is that whole ending sequence is pretty great. That climactic duel, which I when I was watching it for the first time, I'm like, there's no way they're going to be able to deliver on this climax. I'm like, what are they going to like? It's just going to get shot and then it's over. But I love how it oh, time yeah. freezes and they have that whole bullet effect. And with the yeah. spinning, the spinning set, it is phenomenal how they just recap all the emotions of that his and you know like uh hamilton's little monologue there i'm not sure if i would call it a soliloquy because i don't know if he's directly directly addressing the audience or not um but it's great i made sure to make note of that in the notes um it's just i that's probably my favorite of any of the monologues in or just where even any of the the songs where they're just kind of talking to each other i think that might be my favorite moment um did you have a favorite number? Um, so I mean, I guess you, to list a few of mine, I would say um, I can, I don't know the song names, but like the story of tonight one. They're like, which one's that? Like raise a glass to freedom. That one. Oh, okay. Uh, when they're singing at the beginning, I really just like the tune of that one, and it's a, a nice change of pace. I love the king. Oh yeah, the king's kind of three appearance. Three appearances. His um, first one I like the most. Um, Thomas Jefferson's coming home. Yep, that's a good one. I love <laughs> I love his swagger. <laughs> the songs. The song for that is literally called "What I'd Miss." What What did I miss? Yeah. 
pretty good. Um, I'm I am very much a sucker, and some people roll. I, some people I know rolled their eyes at this, but I'm a sucker for like any of the big or fast or exciting musical numbers. I mean, the crowd pleasers essentially. Like those are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean. I think this has one of the better end of act one songs. Yeah. Um, that one's called nonstop. I think because that, that has what I like in, in an end of act one song. It brings in a lot of themes from other songs while also being very good on its own. That's my favorite thing for an end of act one song to do. Is that the, it's why good. do you write like you're running out of time? Is that that? Yes. One? I mean, it has like, it has one. the mashup of the other ones. So I'm, I'm getting confused. Yeah, I think that's that one. Um, there's never a song. I mean, there's never. Let me just say, there's never a time when I was like, oh, well, I just have to get through no. this song to get to the next part. Like, I think they're all like very catchy. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this one. I mean the the first song, Alexander Hamilton, is great. Mm-hmm. It's a great intro. Had me hooked from the start. Um, kind of looking through all this. Um, I liked it's, I, oh, um, the it's quiet it? uptown. Yeah, it was very uh, touching. Hold on, I really liked uh, satisfied. Yeah, uh, that's probably one of my favorites. That might be my favorite. Which one is that? The of just say no to this one. Or no, no, no. no. Oh, that's the um. That's the uh, Skyler. Yeah, it's what yeah, the sister. Yeah, um and Angelica? Yeah, Angelica Skyler. It's her like yep. big number. Yep. That's a beginning. great one. That's yeah. Um yeah. I forgot I to know. mention I mean, they, her character. She's fantastic too. We she completely is. <laughs> forgot to mention her in the, the first part as one of those characters that just adds a dimension to it. And I love how they made Hamilton this like flawed hero. Yeah. Cause it was they idealize him, but they also showcase you know where where he fell short yeah i it's it's interesting to me that this wasn't more critical of these historical figures like i don't know i guess because i had always heard it was like maybe maybe someone had told me that or something and it is critical to an extent there are some jabs yeah yeah but it's mostly just a musical about the life and times kind of from a modern lens, I, I guess. And I love it because it kind of feels like um like maybe like a medieval sort of like I don't know, like patriotic show thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's supposed to be like it's supposed to gloss over some things, you know what I'm saying? To sure. like the, yeah. yeah, America but yeah. it's not like it's like it's that but it's like a modern version of that that mm-hmm. is refined and has some of those self-reflective jabs yeah it's not like one of those things that's like look at the the americans did all these terrible things to like the native peoples or yeah or well, all the, these I, slaves i mean there's stuff like there's hints at that but like that's not the focus of this story and it's more the focus of creating a democracy and but like i said like you have the like the king is the bad guy, you know, that's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's, he's, you know, what he's obviously the villain. Um, yeah. But, but then you have the complexity of like Aaron Burr, who is like, he's got redeeming qualities to him, but he also, 
doesn't stand, you know, doesn't stand up for anything. Um, stuff like that. Aaron, I love Aaron Burr in this. And I think like, it's pretty punctuated in, in the last song that he performs just by like, he says it pretty much at the end, like Hamilton pretty much beats him in everything, even like in death because like Aaron Burr kills him. And that's all Aaron Burr is like known for just like surface level. And, like, and I mean, that completely derailed him. I mean, he was a criminal. Yeah. He was a criminal. So he had to leave. He had to flee. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was just basically, um, at least to the best of my knowledge, didn't really wasn't historically significant after that. I mean, this is a man who yeah. was nearly the president of the United States. He was vice president. Um, and then he gets basically wiped off the face of the earth yeah. because he, he shoots at Alexander Hamilton, who, according to legend, threw away his shot, which I love that double meaning yeah. of not throwing away I saw shot. I saw something like that coming, but I think it was done really well. And I love how it's just like, it's even on the iconography for the for the show. I mean, it's like in the logo of the show. He's, which I didn't notice. It's like his dance move, but it's also him. Yeah at the end of the play i think it's that's just genius mm-hmm. um and there's other double meaning stuff like that i can't remember off the top of my head but just all those little nuances in the writing and how perfectly synthesized it all is it's just like the master <laughs> like school project yeah. you know what i'm saying like they had lin-manuel miranda had to do a a report on Alexander Hamilton and he just did like, he was the kid in class who just went way above and beyond made everybody else look bad. <laughs> and so it's based off of an, uh, not an autobiography. It's based off yeah. of a biography from yes. like the early two thousands. Um, and so that was, I guess that I was a little bit more confused about that before I saw it, because as I mentioned, it's not as critical about a lot of things that I thought it would be. And so it does seem like it could be, based pretty closely off of that biography like i'm sure that's where they got a lot of the stuff about his relationship with um eliza's sister and stuff like mm-hmm. that and uh, you know um but yeah i don't know it's very very cool i kind of want to read the book now even though i'm pretty sure it's very large yeah, it's very long and it's probably pretty dry <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i and now you know a lot of it so that's true no surprises. He dies in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it's just so well done. So I don't know what else I can say about it at this point. Everybody knocked it out of the park who was involved. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it was such a smart move on Disney. Oh my God. put it out now. <laughs> just what they needed, another bajillion dollars. I know. Well, I mean, you know, I... I hate giving props to a big corporation like that, but you know, I, I got to, it was very, very smart. All right. HBO max. We're looking at you. (laughs) Book of Mormon. Come on. Yeah. Um, what else is there to say? Um, I don't know. Usually I would comment on the lighting, but I think that's kind of a hard thing to get a sense of in the, on the movie. Cause it's all just, you can see it all pretty clearly Yeah, in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. Very good. All right, Alden, what are you doing? 
What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing this week? Or what have I been doing? Uh, I watched a few movies. Um, Some were good. Some were not so good. Um, I am at the edge um, of my seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so the one that I watched that wasn't good, but I knew it wasn't going to be good, was I watched Junior. <laughs> Have Junior? you seen Junior? Do you know what that is? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito teamed up. The dynamic great duo. And it's not twins? It's not twins. And I did not know. I, I had heard of this movie, but I didn't know Danny DeVito was in it. But it's Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It's um it's really funny if you watch it with friends, but a hundred percent if I hadn't watched it with other people in the room, I would have hated it. Oh, the room where it happened. Also great banger Hamilton song. Oh, I'm glad you're you're just putting that that is a good banger. I agree. We did not talk about it. Just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> That's maybe that's yeah. one of the better ones. So thought yeah. we should mention it. Just take this clip and insert it into the, crudely into the review. <laughs> that's way too much work, Holden. And but why um, way too much work? I mean, like a whole four minutes of work. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Junior. It's very very funny, but only by making fun of it. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a great one-liner in it that I was not expecting. <laughs> He says he gets like there's this one guy who's like, you know, obviously if Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant, it's a huge scientific breakthrough. And this guy's like, you know, kind of chasing him down. And Arnold Schwarzenegger knocks him over and says, my body, my choice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was not expecting. And I I cried laughing. I it's think, funny because he's like a re- he was a Republican governor, too. Yeah, but very moderate. Yeah. I don't know what his stance on abortion was. I don't know. It's funny. No, yeah, either it's... way. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I watched that. I also watched uh, Watership Down, the original. You know that? Nope. You know what that is? Nope. Uh, it's like rabbits. It's an animated movie, and it's like rabbits, and they're like trying to find a new home. It's a British movie. They're trying to find a new home, but it's also like a very violent <laughs> And disturbing movie like it's it centers on these animals but rabbits like tear at each other's flesh and kill them what the kill heck were you watching holden no it's like very it's a famous movie look it up it's got john hurt in the in the lead role as the lead rabbit and it was marketed at kids too like this is a movie from the 70s so admittedly it was more relaxed back then but it is <laughs> way too violent and disturbing i like i made a note i'm like man i'm never gonna show my kids this movie hey man midsummer would have been rated pg back in the 70s yeah you know what you're right (laughs) (laughs) it was a good movie though i mean i i liked it um and then the other one i watched probably most notable was network jimmy network you know you know this movie i know the social network no it's network Um, oh is this um is this a uh, Aaron Sorkin? No. What am I thinking It's of? an old movie. It's a Sidney Lumet movie. Or Lumet. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's the same director as 12 Angry Men. Okay. Um, came out in 1976. Uh, and it's kind of about this um, TV station 
and they're uh, they take this one news reporter off the air because he's kind of had some troubles and with ratings and then the last time they let him on air he like says that he's going to kill himself on air a week from then wow um and so obviously everyone gets in an uproar and then they let him go on a second time to like apologize and he ends up just saying all of this crazy stuff and they end up getting a ton of ratings for it and so they keep letting him go on as this sort of like modern day prophet but like crazy prophet was it good it's it's good okay it is very good i think um because a lot of people love it. It's on it's on a lot of lists as like top film, top American films of all time and stuff. I didn't love it as much and I have some criticisms because I think like the second half gets a little bit off the rails. Like it kind of the first half has this very tight focus and I think if they had kept that kind of focus throughout it would have been better. One of the characters becomes pretty much one of the main characters pretty much becomes useless in the second half. Some of the themes are just terrible. Like it has a very old person feel to it because it's, it's talking about how like young people are useless because they grew up on TV and stuff. (laughs) And so that hasn't aged very well. I'm sure at the time it, it was wild with audiences. People loved it. Um, but it's if you've heard the famous quote or seen the famous scene where the guy's like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Have you seen that? No. Okay. It's a very famous quote. Look it up. Maybe you've heard it. It's a very famous audio clip too. Um, I think it's used in memes and stuff. It's, I mean, it's pretty good. It was on HBO Max. So, yeah. Nice. That's where I got William Holden from because he's in that movie. <laughs> he's one of the main characters wow so if you've also, been listening this whole time that that finally yeah finally that, figured that it out had some payoff um fun fact it also has the shortest like the best supporting actress in this movie has the shortest amount of screen time for any oscar winner for acting how long five minutes and 30 seconds we can beat it holden <laughs> <laughs> she was literally and I had read before, like, who had won the Oscars. I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested to see who will give good performances. And I'm, like, halfway through this movie and this character hasn't showed up yet. I'm like, where is she? And then she shows up and she gives a very good performance. But she's literally in, like, one scene and, like, background of another scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. Nice. Um, Yeah. And then beyond that, I binge played... The Last of Us remastered and its expansion. Got it all done in a week. What'd you think? Second time through? Second time? I liked it better the second time. Uh-huh. I um I mean I really liked it the first time. Uh I and I, I had mentioned before, I'm not super I still don't think I'm super invested in the story, like as a lot of people are. I really like the story. I think it's very well written, especially for a video game. Um, but I don't that know. Was, it's just I mean, you've been watching too much network holding. You sounded like an old person. <laughs> Story was good for being in a video game. Well, I, no, like you know, level of writing usually isn't film level. I, I don't think that's a that's not a controversial opinion. It, yeah, I agree for the most part. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, very good. I liked the gameplay a lot the second time. 
I first time and I think that's just because I knew what I was doing and I wasn't struggling as much because first time I died a lot but this time I felt like I knew what I was doing and I was in the swing of things and I one of the reasons I was able to beat it so quickly is because I just didn't die as much what difficulty did you play I played it on normal that's what I did last time too I really used the bow and arrow a lot more second time I did too I yeah. loved it in that game yeah um it's very good what did you think of um, left behind also very good i really liked left I, behind yeah i i mean i think left behind I pro- probably same opinion i have on the on the base game um but then yeah i started playing last of us too courtesy of of my co-host here jimmy youthy yeah let me use his copy he hacked into my playstation account yep um so i finally started playing that um yeah it's it's good so far <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i'm uh it's i i don't know i love how you can prone in the second one <laughs> I do that all yeah. the time. oh i haven't i haven't used it too much yet but i don't think i've needed to as well um the gameplay changes i mean they're not huge i one of the things that really <laughs> irks me for some reason is i can't just like switch between a brick and a bottle <laughs> Like I literally, I have to break one in order to pick up the other. Cause usually I'll like pick up a bottle if I don't have a brick and then I'll carry it until I find a brick and then I'll swap it. Cause I like the brick more and you can't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can in the first one. You can in the first one. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't there's, you just keep There's it? no it, difference between the brick and the bottle. You know what? I, the brick has more impact to me. And if I hit someone with the brick, I'm like, hell yeah hit someone with the brick what they should have what they let it should have let you do is break the bottle on like the counter and then like stab people with it that would have been pretty good um it's harder and i'm not sure if i like why it's harder i feel like it's a little bit more cheap in terms of like are you talking like the dogs or what i actually haven't run into the dogs <laughs> i think i'm right before the dogs oh. you think it's harder sure and you I'll haven't even that. run into the dogs Oh yeah. Be ready I to just, kill just, some dogs, Holden. There's no way I feel around like them. The, I feel like the enemies pick up on me a lot more and it's not because of anything I did wrong. It's just like they'll notice me. I'm like or they'll hear me for no reason. I I have the clickers noticing me a lot more than they did in the first game. Like they'll just I'll be sitting there and then they'll just attack me. Really? I feel like I had I felt like I had the reverse problem of that. Okay. And for those wondering, we're not going to touch spoilers here. So No, we're not talking spoilers. So you're safe. We won't uh, get into any of that. Um, and without getting into spoilers, the story I'm I'm not I don't know. I'm not stoked about and I I don't know. That's where I, I, I that, some... that's where I was where you are at now. I was like, yeah. "Convince me that this is the way the story should go." Yeah. It, to me, I'm not, I don't know. I Obviously, I, I won't talk about it, so I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's, I guess that's pretty much my thoughts so far. Yeah, well, we'll do a review of it when you finish it, maybe like two weeks from now or something. Probably, yeah, probably not this next week. Yeah. Unless I rush it. But I, I don't. <laughs> I think it's too <laughs> exhausting to rush that game. Probably. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah next two weeks yeah what about you jimmy i talked for a long time you did a lot finally gee whiz 
Um, so basically, I didn't watch any movies this week other than Hamilton. Um, but a couple shows, Holden. Number one, I did get uh, that Michael Jordan documentary via VPN. Oh, finally. Um, I'm uh, There's ten episodes. I've watched seven of them. It is fantastic. Wonderful. I, I mean, I'd be interested to see if you would even like it, not being a very big sports fan, but... Oh, I've heard it's good. It's it kind of interests me. I think it's phenomenal. Like it is as good as any documentary I've ever seen. Like it is nice. flawless in terms of pacing, the production of it, the interviews, everything about it is fantastic. Um. Uh, and and I really like it because we were born right when Michael Michael Jordan was just finishing up his basketball career, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, at least with the Bulls. And um, so a lot of that stuff happened before our time. And I knew bits and pieces of it, but I never knew the whole story. And I never, I definitely didn't know the whole story like in order. So mm. it's very, it's called The Last Dance. It kind of uses the lens of the last season where Michael Jordan's playing for the Bulls and uses, and it kind of, goes month by month through that season while looking at previous seasons as well so it's kind of like um, a couple timelines going on at once but the way it it flows wonderfully um, it's super interesting I mean I like I said like I think it's equally entertaining to something like Tiger King Um, and I'm loving it the other show I've been watching with Emily is we're two episodes into <laughs> Married at First Sight. Oh my god. That is entertaining as heck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would watch it over The Bachelor any day. So the premise What? <laughs> well that's <laughs> that's not much competition. Hey Holden. The premise is that these people are like, you know, bordering around 30 years old um haven't had much luck in the dating uh sphere and so they apply for this program and a these a lot like you Jimmy huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow thanks now I'm in the doghouse <laughs> um uh but like basically they apply for this and they fill out this questionnaire this very extensive questionnaire and then these three experts um match four couples of like you know thousands of people they would have let down to like a hundred and then they match four couples and the couples don't know each other until they get married and then they have to determine whether or not they're going to stay married so you know what jimmy it sounds pretty self-explanatory you didn't really need to get into that so hence the name married at first sight yeah (laughs) it's it's just super interesting because like you know, it sounds crazy to do that. And like these people, like w- what point do you have to be in your life to like make a decision like that? Um, and like, it's like, you know, and it kind of questions like, you know, I don't, it, it just a lot of interesting things. Hold on. I think it's a mm-hmm. very entertaining show. Certain couples are like way more likable than others. And um, I enjoy watching it. So you can judge me all you want, but I think you would think it's entertaining too. Probably, but I mean, I do. I'll I'll just walk into the living room and my mom will have like Master Chef on, and I'll just watch that for an hour. Or so Master Chief. 
Yep. All right. <laughs> uh, other than that, hold and I said a top five in Beat Saber on PlayStation VR on one of the songs. So nice. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I got some Hamilton songs in Beat Saber. Oh, nice. <laughs> How are they? They mapped pretty good. out. Pretty it much. was um, what are the ones I got? You'll be back. I got my shot. And then there was a third, but I can't remember which one. Those would be really fun on Beat Saber, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, of course, will never get to play them on PlayStation <laughs> VR. You may be top five, Jimmy, but I got the custom song, so. Top five. Can't take that away. Um, yeah, they can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. You're not good You're enough. Right. And I'm also not on PlayStation. Basically the Michael Jordan of Beat Saber. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I Oh, I signed a lease on an apartment today, Holden. Oh, where's it at? Is it the where you were looking at? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I ordered some uh, new stuff for my new living room so i'm excited i move in august 1st it'll be fun i won't be recording in a room that's just made of entirely like wood and plaster so hopefully the sound quality will be a little bit better <laughs> nice there will be carpet but i'm looking forward to still, it Holden. i will still be recording in my parents basement like like the 20 something i am wow <laughs> all right holden is that all um, she wrote for this week yeah oh wait, there was fourth of july this week did you do anything exciting oh yeah uh, so fourth of july for us americans fun holiday my parents had a lot of people a lot of friends and family at our lake house here social distancing i hope no we weren't <laughs> it was oh friends gosh. and family it was mainly family sorry um and we went out tubing which was fun i ate a mouthful of lake water that was delicious <laughs> after sure. wiping out yep. on the tube uh had some burgers and some hot dogs and some chips some ice cream and some brownies it was a crazy nice. fireworks show around the lake though nice we always do our own fireworks um typically we have friends come over uh but it was just family this this year um we since my Grandpa especially is high risk, so we didn't want anyone else coming over. Um, but it's also my mom's birthday, double July fourth. So that's very pi- that's that very too. patriotic of her to be born on the fourth yeah. of July. She says that she says that she used to think uh, fireworks for, were for her when she was little. Wow. So <laughs> um, probably sad when she realized that wasn't true. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, we, I always, I'm typically in charge of lighting off fireworks. I have more fun lighting them off than I do watching them. I, that is the most fun part for me. I, like, I love just don't like it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I mean, I don't think a lot of people do, and that's why so many people go do their, or go to other shows, but I think it's fun. So I'm just, you know, I'm a pyromaniac, Jimmy. I like setting things on fire, just like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just set everything on fire, Holman. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this week. What's the movie we're um, doing next week, Holden? We're doing Palm Springs. Palm Springs. It's on Hulu. 
Uh, it was at Sundance, very well received at Sundance. Uh, for those of you who like comedies with Andy Samberg, it is a comedy with Andy Samberg. Also, J.K. Simmons is in it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I mentioned it earlier in the podcast because it is a time loop movie. Um, I mentioned it during the when we talked about Groundhog Day. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens from that. I'm sure some hijinks will ensue. It's also not very long. From what I've seen, it's only like an hour and a half. So it'll be a, hopefully a breezy, uh, breezy time. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Are we ready? Uh, we done? Yeah. Holden? Yes. Send us your reviews. Send us your e- emails. Send us your, uh, send us your emails to tompodcast at gmail.com. You can send us requests there too if you want. Uh, you can donate to our Patreon if you'd like. You can donate to the links below that we have for the various charities we have been linking to. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, we actually do have another uh, listener request. Oh, we do. Yes, what is it? It is Velocipaster, which I have not oh. heard of. God, <laughs> have you heard of this one? Yes, I, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm pretty sure, so we okay. won't have to pay for it. That's good. So think, we'll be getting to that in the short future. So if you want us to review something crazy, whatever it is, <laughs> you can. We've been we've actually been uh, true to our word for once. We actually have done all the ones that have been sent into us, and we will yeah. do Velocipaster in the near future so look forward to that that. yep uh that's it then all right adios pantalones love you